Good evening. So welcome, Margaret, uh, Sarah, Samantha. Good to have you with me this evening. Um, I'm going to invite Margaret to introduce herself because she's replacing Sharon tonight. Sharon couldn't make it, unfortunately. So Margaret's here with us. Um, just oh, so come on. There's no replacing Sharon. You know there's no replacing Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> that's true very true <laughs> she's trying to fill her boots there we go so hey everybody it's nice to be here and thanks for giving me the opportunity to take to take this seat for today um i'm coming in from north central kansas i'm right up on the nebraska border so we're feeling a little chilly these days yeah. so uh, I'm not sure what what all you're looking to know about me. I think most everybody in the group already has interacted with me, met me, talked with me. So yeah. I guess we'll just so, go yes. from here. Mar Mar Margaret's one of um, the moderators in Nourish, our group, and she's participating in the Nourish to Flourish Challenge that we're having through to December. So today's topic, more food equals less pleasure. Um. Do you want me to tell you what that was, or do you want to guess? Well, I think um, let's stab a guess at it, shall we? Oh, um, this can be fun, yes. <laughs> More food, less pleasure. Um, so my initial reaction to that was, uh, because of my background, was due to overeating uh -huh. and the association with how you feel when you eat too much okay kind yeah. of am i kind of right yeah pretty, pretty much along those lines what about you sarah um so to me it was a you know a, it's sort of like a a, a teeter-totter where you know you're you're starving and you eat and pretty soon you you equal a balance and then you go beyond that and you start to feel really crummy because you're hurting your body by putting too much food into it more than it can actually process for the energy you need to move into your life. Yeah, absolutely. So how about you, Margaret? Although I know that we're just jumping you right in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think it's that feeling, you know, for me, it's when I've eaten too much and then I've lost all my motivation. I've lost all will. It's just kind of like I put myself into this not feeling so great state of things. So I don't ever seem to want to move myself forward. Yeah. And, and I know for me, that's exactly what I'm referring to is, is that energy state of when you've had enough, you've got energy for the, the next activity. You're, you're actually going to get out there and enjoy what you're about to do because you've got energy for it. And when I've, Think about that crowded or stuffed state of I've had too much and I have absolutely no desire to go do anything now. So I'm not feeling creative. I'm not feeling motivated. Um, and, and so today I wanted to talk about, you know, how do you get in touch with knowing what that bliss point is? Um of where is that, how, how do we get in touch with knowing this is that perfect point where I should stop because I've got enough, I've got enough energy and I, and, and I really am ready to go do something. I've, 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 I fueled up or gassed up and I'm ready to go again. Well, I think, uh -huh. I think, I think the key might be to 
know how hungry hungry you are to start with um and then how much you need to get to a point where you're not feeling that so i think the key is to recognize uh what being hungry feels like so for instance if you're really really hungry you're going to be dizzy you're going to lack energy um your stomach might hurt you might have a headache you know you feel pretty terrible um and then you would eat until you don't feel like that and then you know if you had a really nice breakfast um you know and you get to around lunchtime and you can kind of think how am i feeling do i feel hungry am i faint is my stomach rumbling um it, it's i think the key is to listen to what your body's telling you and then address what you're hearing from it yeah and i would add even more proactively to ask your body what it wants ask your body what it needs um i'll use myself as an example yesterday i um caught a bit of a migraine in the afternoon and when I get a migraine, and if it's a classic one, my digestion actually shuts down, sort of everything stops, and it, my body just goes into this pain mode. So I worked on treating that, and all my body wanted once the digestion started up again was vegetables. And even this morning when I got up and I was getting ready to eat breakfast, and I said, okay, body, what do you really need? What do you want right now? And the surprising answer was salad. I wanted a big green leafy salad for breakfast. So that's what I ate. <laughs> and that was um, just really, but it's a practice that doesn't come naturally to us anymore. I mean, we're, food is so easy to come by. Um, that we never have to really pay attention to the signals our body is sending us. Uh, so it's, it's silly, but we're at the point where we have to relearn how to connect to our bodies and find out what it needs. Absolutely. And I think too, we have a problem because everything is programmed to aim food at us. Yeah. So we can't even trust our own signals in our body sometimes because Every time you turn around, there's another advertisement. There's another something that's being thrown in your face. There's smells. There's tastes of things that you're just being thrown through your olfactory sensory. So, you know, you kind of get overwhelmed. And so unless you get mindful, you're not going to know if, if it's really something that you're hungry for mm -hmm. or if it was something that was programmed for you to be hungry for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know for me... Um, one of the most important parts of this learning process, because I say it's a learning process. It's not something that I already have and, oh, it's all down pat. You know, that's constantly changing um, is that I'll sit there and think, well, I'm this hungry because I'm absolutely starving. And then if I eat too quickly because I'm absolutely starving, I finished what's on my plate and I've passed the bliss point. <laughs> And then you, like, you pre-measured your hunger yeah with with my eyes and my brain instead of with my stomach yeah mm -hmm. yeah um 
And I decided that, you know, this is how much I should put on my plate. Um, and of course, you know, because of that, you end up with this point of, oh, that's not what I'm, you know, that, I, I wasn't that hungry, but after the fact. And so it's learning to slow down. And I think, Samantha, you've got more information on that, on how the body advises us of you've had enough. Yeah. Um, I actually discovered about seven years ago a um, – I was mosey around the internet, um, and I found a hunger scale. And I think it was, um, I should have brought it tonight, actually, but I think it was like one to eight, one being um, starving, dizzy, sick, and eight being, you know, you have to loosen your clothes and you can't get up. <laughs> and okay. <laughs> I did an experiment with it because I had an auntie visit who's in the nourish group, actually. Hi, auntie. Um, and... It was quite interesting because she had to think about how hungry she was and then how, you know, when she was comfortably full. So I kind of put the scale next to her and she said, well, yeah, I'm actually not that starving. So, uh, you know, I feel kind of hungry. My stomach's rumbling. And then, you know, she followed the scale while she was eating and stopped when she felt comfortable, when she, when she didn't feel that. Um, and it was, she ate less than, you know, she would normally. So that hunger scale has been on my fridge for eight years. Um, you know, those kind of visual things um, enable you to stop and take a mindful moment and say, how am I feeling right now? in terms of how hungry I am. And, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, with me, um, Beth, you just mentioned that you uh, used your eyes to fill yourself with food. Um, we have a saying over here, your eyes are bigger than your belly. <laughs> and um, the specific to me, I have a gastric band. Uh -huh. uh, so um, there's a whole story about that in my book. But... Um, if I get that hungry and I think, oh, my God, I've got to eat something, blah, 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 and if I eat really quickly, I am sick for several hours afterwards. I can't, you know, eat quickly or eat kind of too much um, because of that. So um, that's just another thing I put myself through on this ridiculous quest to be thin, you know, um, so yeah and I know you Sarah also use a hunger scale I do and um, it goes from uh, zero to ten and zero is when you're absolutely painfully famished and ten is when it's American Thanksgiving after you've eaten way too much and everybody's all laid out on the sofas <laughs> um, and everything hurts and nobody wants to do anything and how is that a holiday uh, but I also uh, am recording not just my hunger, but I'm taking a, a look at and asking myself, 
mentally, how am I feeling coming into this meal? Like what's going on? Am I stressed? Am I in a, a fear state and anxiety state? Am I bored? Am I, you know, what's going on in my life that um, is bringing me to the table? And is it true hunger? Um, and then also taking a look after I finished eating at, am I ready to move back into my life and become active again? Or am I eating more to procrastinate or kind of what's really going on? Because it's not just um, sitting down and, and eating whatever it is, a bowl of chips or something, but it, it's, it's really the question of everything else that's going on in your life before and after you have that meal. So, yeah, it's a kind of a uh, in-depth hunger scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, th I think just to add to that, um, the uh, what Sarah is describing is, um, you know, not just to look at the physical symptoms of hunger, but also stop and take a minute about, you know, how you're feeling or um you know what's what's happening that's uh, made you walk into the kitchen yeah. yeah well i think just overall being mindful about the food in front of you yeah regardless of what it is because sometimes your day is going to be you know burger and chips that's okay but what are you looking at? I mean, are you mindful as you're eating it? Are you being present while you're eating it? But we've become so focused on being busy. So we're eating this. We're not mindful of the fact we're even shoving this in our face and we're reading and we're writing and we're taking messages or maybe the TV's going. So we're not actually paying attention. So your body isn't being able to have that visual also that you are taking this time to put food into it. So you're staying busy and it takes a while before your body registers. So I think the fact that if we can get mindful and sit and be present with our food, you know, infuse it with gratitude and love and thank it for whatever it's giving us, even if it is a bag of chips and a burger, yeah, yeah. be grateful because there's somebody else out there who would love to have that, but don't beat yourself up. Be grateful, eat it, enjoy it, be present, and then move past that. Yeah, I, I remember a few weeks ago, Sarah and I were talking about having um, not a competition, but just taking note of how many mouthfuls of a given food. Let's say you got your favorite chocolate cake. <laughs> how many <One>. mouthfuls before... <laughs> Before you stop tasting it and enjoying it. Yeah. Like it, if you, I mean, you know, there's a moment in the eating process. And I think Sarah and I were talking about chips was how many chips before it's no longer. Oh my God. I really love these. Yeah. You know, or that first taste of ice cream or even like that first bite into a burger where it just everything tastes so delicious and you might consume the entire thing without being really mindful or conscious of when you stopped enjoying it just because it was served in a whole doesn't mean you had to eat the whole thing at some point you passed the bliss point and that's what it's kind of all about for me is just really getting back in touch with that and being aware and saying oh there it is okay Here's where I can stop. Yeah, Sarah. And um, 
you know, I mean, we're talking about various dimensions here. So how we feel physically when we approach food, how we feel mentally when we approach food, what environment we're in at the time, which Margaret covered, <clears throat> you know, are we, you know, mindlessly eating it while we're doing something else? And um, for me, it was a real revelation once I'd kind of mastered how to just slow down and think about what I'm doing. Uh, to leave food on the plate is an experience for me. It's absolutely exhilarating because I'm like, I don't actually, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't need it. And, um, you know, the practice of mindfulness will reward you in so many ways, um, mm -hmm. particularly with leaving food because I'm like, am I really leaving that? You know, yeah. I it's just a, a brand new concept for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's also a lot to do with, you know, um, our grandparents were brought up during the war and mm -hmm. they were taught to eat what's on your plate. Yeah. Because you don't know whether you're getting it tomorrow, you know. And yeah. so they um, passed down that kind of, you know, you should eat everything that's put in front of you. Um, and, I, you know, things are different now. And I don't think we've picked up that. Not difference. Yeah. And and I know for me, I mean, I've had some wonderful my my best meals out in the last four or five months, my best eating occasions have been when I've been out with girlfriends and we've looked at the menu and we've decided on what will we share. Yeah. And you just get a few mouthfuls of each but you really savor and enjoy the textures, the smell, the taste. Um, and, and you really, there's, there's no need to finish anything. There's no need. If you didn't like something, you just don't eat it, you know? Um, but you really take pleasure in eating. And, and beyond just, the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Look, and it's just this whole thing we've lost now. Of you know, because we're eating, like Margaret said, in front of the TV or in front of the computer, or I'm still reading or I'm writing, I'm not present with that food. I might have four different things on my plate. Do I notice it? Yeah. And mindfulness, uh, it doesn't mean eating alone either. You know, you could say, okay, I'm not going to eat in front of the computer. I'm going to go into the next room and enjoy my food. But um, a few months ago, I went uh, down to my auntie's uh, beach house and we went out to lunch and there was four of us. And um, I, I left, you know, and we had a, a great big roast dinner, which is you know, a big thing in the UK. And I left loads of it. You know, because I was so enjoying the food and the company. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, 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 you know, left food at that point. So um, it's not about sort of, oh, I've got to eat on my own. I've got to pay attention to. Yeah, you can pay attention to what you're eating, of course, but it doesn't mean you know going into a small room to eat every time <laughs> you need to. But yeah. we've changed the atmosphere of eating we've made it a fast food service no matter whether you're making it at home at scratch or you're purchasing it on the run we've made it into a fast food culture now 
because you have to eat fast because if you're not busy, you're not being productive and you're not, you know, setting some standard. Mm -hmm. So even the event of having dinner, when I was growing up, dinner was an event. We all came together that down the table was dressed we always had candles and flowers i mean it was an event and i didn't grow up with money but my mother always made sure that dinner was an event and we all sat there and it wasn't you were done in 15 minutes dinner dragged out 40 minutes to an hour because it was enjoying your meal it was taking your time enjoying conversation enjoying the company and somewhere's through all of this, we've changed. Yeah. We've changed the standard. Well, humans are actually the only animals that don't naturally stop and then eat. Like think of every other animal in the animal kingdom. They don't grab their food on the run. They stop and they eat it. And then they get on with their life. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we lost through the convenience of access to food and having busy lives, like Margaret was saying. Yeah, yeah. And and I think there's something to be said, you know, as we pull back to that moment of mindfulness, as we as we pull back to that, that pleasure of eating, because I mean, eating is is supposed to be pleasurable, you know? It's not about how much I ate, it's about enjoying what I'm eating until I don't enjoy it, you know, until I've reached that bliss point of, okay, if, if I have one more bite, it's, I, I'm, I'm no longer at enough. I've gone into, oh no, this is crowded, this is too much. Um, and for each of us, that's gonna be a different point. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to kind of move us on from there to something that we've all kind of touched on, Sarah, specifically about, you know, we stop to eat, we relax to eat, and that there's, there's the, the moment for relaxation and rest that comes with eating. And then there's a moment of activity when we get back. And one of the things that we seem to have lost is that moment of relax and rest and repose, which eating is supposed to be part of. And we've taken it over into activity, which means actually in our bodies, we're still in stress and activity state. Um, I don't know, Sarah, if you want to jump in here or Samantha. Um <laughs> Well, that's absolutely what we're doing. We, uh, um, we're no longer using food for its original purpose, which is to fuel and nourish us. We're just using it as an integral part of some activity. And uh, I think that what we're doing and just becoming more mindful and conscious and aware of what we're doing and listening to those signals in our body is just we are all on this fabulous path back to really great health and wellness because of what we're paying attention to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, it goes back to the whole, uh, if, if you're out on the move and you, you impulse buy and, you know, you eat a bag of chips while you're driving to work or, you know, driving home, you get a, get a latte. Um, 
you're not going to enjoy that. You're not going to. You're not going to get home and say, "I really enjoyed that bag of chips in the car." You know, he's just not. Um, so, you know, I think I think being mindful extends to, you know, what you've just eaten and acknowledging it because you quite quickly, you know, if you say, "Okay, I'm," you know, "I'm comfortably full," I'm I'm going to go off and you know carry on with my day. Uh, you might conveniently forget, you know, that that particular instance where you sat down with a really nice meal and therefore you might reach for something else. Yeah, yeah. So if we were to offer everybody that's watching us, I know that Susan's here watching us, Sharon was on before, um, I'm not sure if she's still with us. Um, a, just one small change they could make this week in you know ditching the diet and and facing the feelings what what would that advice be i would say make time for your meals again whether you're eating alone you're eating with your family make time be mindful while you're together enjoy your food enjoy your company yeah thank you i would say um if you have a meal this week leave some of it and just sit there and say, do I want the rest of that? And practice doing that because they're all, you know, all these things are electrical pathways in the brain that we've strengthened by repetition. So, um, you know, in order to create a new habit, we have to practice it. So I would say, you know, just a tiny small thing this week, the next meal you have, stop halfway through and say, do I want any more? Yeah. And I would, say, I would say before you even start eating to ask your body, I would visualize yourself about to eat the food that you're thinking of. And then ask your body, is this going to feel good once it's inside of me? Is this what I really want? And just see what kind of answers your body gives you. I've been doing that a lot lately. And I tell you, I mean, salad for breakfast. You know, that's that's not what I ordinarily would have chosen. I would have gone to a traditional breakfast food. But um, it's, it's really uh, interesting to tune in that way and just really ask. So visualize yourself about to eat what you're thinking of and ask, is this what I really want? And just yeah. really, really quickly, I, um, I completely go with what Sarah's saying. Um, you know, if you've ever had a time where you think, God, I'm really craving eggs today, or I'm really craving something, that's your body telling you that you need something. It's not, you know, it's not this mystical, weird thing that happens. It's, uh, you know, that's that's your body telling you. That's why well, I mean, chocolate comes up for me all the time. <laughs> I need the magnesium, right? Absolutely. It's the magnesium. Medicinal, it's purely medicinal. <laughs> we need the dopamine, don't we? <laughs> yeah. And and so drawing that all together, obviously, you know, it's 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 that mindfulness before you start of checking in, of just taking a moment. It's like Margaret said, taking time out of the schedule, like making eating an occasion for yourself. It doesn't matter how much time you've got, but just, just taking time of, I'm just going to give myself because I love myself, because I respect myself, because 
I want to enjoy this. I want to enjoy eating. I want this to be pleasurable. I'm going to give myself this time and space. I'm trying, as Samantha said, I'm just going to try what happens when I leave a little bit on my plate. What happens when I don't say, well, it's on my plate. I need to eat it all. Um, and I would then, as you know, in wrapping up, check back in with my body. That same mindfulness I started with, I would go back to closing with. All right. How do I feel? How does this feel now? How, how, you know, um, Am I ready for activity? And one of the things that I, I changed in the last week and my, my whole routine was that on the days that I didn't feel motivated after lunch to come straight back to the office because, and instead of eating more so that you have that excuse of not, you know, procrastination, I allowed myself to read a chapter of a book. So I'm getting pleasure. Nice but it doesn't have to be food, you know, and, and give yourself something pleasurable. If it's, you know, if, if you don't want to go straight back into work, straight back to the office, give yourself something else that you do enjoy, you know, take that moment for yourself. Well, for all of you who are watching, who aren't in the group nourish, please come and join us. We'd love to have you in there. Yes. And we are offering during this challenge through to the end of the year, um, free coaching to members of the group that want a breakthrough session. So, you know, come in to join the group and, and get your breakthrough session with one of the coaches that's offering. We'd love to have you. And we'd love to be able to help you along this journey and give you the support that you want to make this end of year, a fabulous end of year. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank it's you for wonderful me. Thank to you. have you guys again. Thank you. And we will catch you guys 